The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. And now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. It's brought to you by American Arbitration Association. International trade or business dispute? Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world. ICDR.org. Today, Bloomberg Law hosts Doom Grasso and Greg Storr discuss the U.S. Supreme Court's refusal to revive North Carolina's voter ID law. They speak with Nate Bersilli, a professor at Stanford University Law school. The conservatives on the court had the votes to take up this case, and before the election, four of them actually tried to reinstate the law, but came up a vote short. So what happened here? Well, Chief Justice Roberts is the only one who uh, actually spoke out in this case, and he reminded everyone that um, the fact that the court was not going to intervene in this decision striking down North Carolina's restrictive voting law is only indicative of the fact that uh, they don't want to take it up at this point, in part because um, now there's a new government in North Carolina that uh, uh, does not want to defend this law, so there was a lot of confusion as to whether the state was really willing to defend this law. And so the court in these circumstances decided to take a pass. So then how do you weigh this victory? Well, it's still uh, sort of going to come up to the Supreme Court, the constitutionality and legality of voter ID laws, other types of laws restricting voting hours and the like. Uh, And it's going to come up to them on the question as to whether it is motivated by discriminatory intent. Are these laws passed with an intention to uh, reduce turnout, voter turnout among African-American voters in particular? And so while they've left that question for another day, there's no shortage of these laws that are being challenged in court, um, both in the South and elsewhere. Yeah, what, what case are you looking at as the one, since this one's not going to get reviewed by the Supreme Court, is perhaps most likely to ultimately uh, produce a, a Supreme Court argument and decision? Well, it's complicated because there are different types of voting cases that are winding their way to the Supreme Court. So it looks like the redistricting cases are really the ones that are next on the agenda. Both cases dealing with partisan gerrymandering coming out of Wisconsin, and that could prove to be a a monumental case if the Supreme Court strikes down uh, the Republican gerrymander in Wisconsin as unconstitutional, as well as cases dealing with race in the redistricting process out of North Carolina, Virginia, and elsewhere. And so those would be the ones I would look at to sort of give a sense as to whether the new justice on the Supreme Court, Justice Gorsuch, has different views than his colleagues and also what the trend is at the Supreme Court. That's Nate Bersilli, a professor at Stanford University Law School, speaking with Bloomberg Law hosts June Grasso and Greg Storr. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. Now among the top legal stories from Bloomberg Law, Two former Walmart workers are suing the world's largest retailer, claiming the company discriminates against pregnant women. The suit seeks to represent as many as 48,000 current and former Walmart workers in a class action, claiming that Walmart wouldn't accommodate them with lighter duties while pregnant. The company denies the allegations.
A former Bank of America senior vice president and her husband have been charged with embezzling more than $2.7 million. Pam and Jonathan Ace are accused of making charitable donations on behalf of B of A and then using intimidation and threats to get much of the money back for their own use. Pam Ace's lawyer says she has pleaded not guilty. A lawyer for her husband did not immediately return a call for comment. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.